Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Connor, Akshay, Joe, and Ryan's super informative podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about artists. That's a pretty broad topic, but it's okay. We'll get into the specifics in a bit. So I'm joined here today, obviously, by Joe. Good morning. Akshay. Hello. Connor. Good morning. And me, but I guess you could have guessed that. So, Joe, let's let's just lead us into this. What, what are we talking about today? Uh, so we'll talk about artists and their role in society and when they're alive and after they're dead. Um, we'll talk about things like who owns the rights to their uh, art, their music, their um, the rights to their play or whatever it is. Um, we'll also talk about how they're perceived in society, um, the way they're being treated by their fans, whether good, whether it's bad. Um, but I think we'll we want to start with sort of our personal connection to arts um, yeah. as a whole because yeah. we do have a bit of a variety here. So I, I know Connor's probably most into it. Um, so Connor, if you'd like to tell us about your experience with the arts. Well, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm the only one here that I know of at least that wants to at least their career after graduating wants to be around around art. Mm-hmm. It's just basically after after I graduate, I want to go and do photography. Mm-hmm. And in well in school so far, I take higher level visual arts. So mm-hmm. I. So, what what you when you say you want to do photography? What do you, do you want to like get big in your photography? Do you want your like do you want to publish photos or do you want to do like wedding photography? Do you want to like what like? I I want I definitely want to go in a far more artistic route than a more okay. commercial route, such as like taking photos of products or something that. Okay is not what I'd like to do. And yeah, I, I think just things like, I like the idea I like the idea of like photographing on tour, as in going with a band and okay. photographing their performances. I think that'd be sick, because then I get to travel the world uh-huh. and like get to see sick performances. Like, <laughs> yeah, make and, sure it's no, a band you get, like though. And get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, One Direction reunion. <laughs> sure. So you're, so, you are, so you're not intending to sort of be sort of super artistic with it and publish it and have it like appear in museums and so on and so forth. So you, you're. I think it w- that'd be. I, I mean, I wouldn't be against that, but like, yeah, I, I do like the idea of fame, but mm-hmm. that is, I guess that would be a goal for me to like be recognized. But mm-hmm. I guess that's, that's a thing that is not directly in mm-hmm. my head as mm-hmm. of right now. So we could actually talk about that as well, actually, is the, the difference between um, sort of visual artists' fame and musicians' fame, whereas visual artists are famous because of their work, whereas often um, visual artists like um, actors, actresses, and um, mm. music producers and music musicians, they're called, mm. I think, uh, is they're much more known for their personality. So we can, again, we can talk about that uh, when we get into their... Um, roles in society mm. and so on and so forth. So Akshay, I would say you're probably the next most connected as the young boy drama student. I think I have been connected a lot with art throughout my life because I did take, like I did do art when since, like I did art when I was seven years old and I continued it like for, visual art. Yeah, I did drawing, painting, and I took classes. You were you were good. Yeah, so I've never seen that. Have you never seen his drawings? No, I've never seen I'll show it later. I'll show it later. But I do know you're really like crazy creative though. Yeah, and I did. I started off by doing piano for like two years. I barely learned anything, but that was when I was like five, six years old. Then I started doing drums, and I did drums for four years, four or five years. Mm -hmm. And I just and I started taking up guitar as a hobby, but I completely forgot everything about that. Mm -hmm. But my main passion right now is theater, and I am willing, and I'm wanting to also pursue theater and acting specifically when I do go to uni. So that is you're, ta- you're taking HL theater HL now. HL theater, yeah. I'm so now. are you? Because you also want, you want to take uh, psychology in a yeah, uni. Yeah, I want to take psych. But you, so you want to do acting on the yeah. side as like a yeah. So, but the thing with that is, it's interesting because psychology, since it is a human sciences, it still is categorized mm-hmm. into the field of arts 
in most is it? in is most it? schools. Oh, yeah, so you yeah. get a Bachelor of Arts. Yeah, you get a Bachelor oh, of Arts. So I could also do theater on the side, but I'm mm-hmm. gonna have to research more about that because mm-hmm. I haven't yeah. thought about it. But thoroughly. you could you could do like auditions for like yeah plays for sure yeah for sure. But that's a little bit. You're too. an incredible. You are an incredible actor, Thank I must so say. Like it's, this it's, is it is crazy you. watching you. This is true. Okay, stop. I, okay, stop. I, genu- I could see you going to... Okay, stop, stop. Okay, okay let's continue. Okay. Um, so, Ryan would probably be the least connected to, to the arts. What? Mm. What about you? I mean, it's, it's, between, think, it's between me and you I for think, the least, but I play guitar, so... Oh, I do photography. As a hobby, oh, but I do do photography. Yeah, it's true. And I think we're both pretty big fans of music, but we're not like into it. True, that's in, true. Like yeah, making yeah, yeah, yeah. our own or okay, anything. Okay, let's shake hands we'll, on we'll that. Shake, we'll shake. We'll share last we'll sh- place. Yeah, yeah, we'll share yeah, yeah. Place. <laughs> <laughs> um, But Joe has also been in some plays before. Oh yes, yeah, this nice. is true. This is true. And so I, I did Chicago you last quite, year. You said you had some good lines in Chicago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember them. <laughs> But I do know I was cheating on my wife, and she fell down, <laughs> and then she killed me. Okay. Stellar performance. So I think. Hell yeah. So we obviously all have some experience with arts. Like it varies, obviously, but we do. So I think we're gonna get into the first, the first sort of topic point here, which is sort of it's to do with artists' death and who should be responsible for their intentions, their intentions that they try and. Portray through their art. Yeah. After they die. So yeah. what, what do you mean by intentions, though? Like, are well, you talking about like the rights to their art, or are you talking about like describing and, and talking about their art? Well, basically, I think in in the modern day, art, you, it's actually that, uh, especially in the t- the I guess with musicians, their art is not legally at least not necessarily their own. It's owned by a record label. Mm-hmm. And so basically, I think a prime example of artists work being probably used in a like a what's the word i guess i Im- uh, would be deemed as an immoral way would be with the xxx tentacion where basically he his after he died his his record label started releasing posthumous albums and it's just they were noticeably dead down in quality compared yeah. to his. Oh, okay, so they were just using his name as a... Yeah, and it's just, it was to, it was to the point of just sort of, it's because after he died, it obviously had brought a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they essentially profited off that. And so yeah. the, alb- the albums are essentially, they're not even songs. They're essentially just some recordings of like maybe a, like a single thing yeah. he's maybe sung in oh, like okay. a studio yeah, and basically yeah, yeah. just loop it put a beat on it done yeah i think i listened to a couple of these songs before the podcast because i'm not really a big rap fan um but i think they could have gotten they could have gotten away with it if they released the introduction one which isn't a song at all it's just x talking about like what he wants in life what he wants to do mm-hmm. yeah. and but then with all those other songs on that album and the new riot, the newest riot release, they all they all sound quite incomplete. Like the end of the riot song, it's like it fits for most of it. It sounds like a draft he made, but then the end sort of feels like it was made for a slower beat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody who's listening knows what the, like who knows the words or has listened to it a lot, but the end of, the end of it definitely sounds like it was made for a slower, different type of beat. But you see, the thing with X is that it's difficult it's difficult to it's more difficult than other situations because the person that gives the approval to make these albums is actually his mother and so that's the thing his mother gives the record labels the approval to do it but the thing is is that i i remember reading an article about it but basically some of the some of the artists that feature on this posthumous xxx tentacion album is that sorry is that the name of the album no, posthumous is in like it was released after his death. Right. No, no, but basically, it's because I think actually a prime example going a bit back is, did you ever li- did you ever hear that Lil Peep and X X Tentacion song yeah, like, called Falling Down? Falling down yeah. Well, basically, that song was released with two of them, and they were obviously very famous for. They were both sort of quite emo rappers, and both of them died. Both of them and died. And both originated from SoundCloud, so that's how yeah. they did get their. Yeah, and style. basically, they 
this song that was never in conception while they were alive was put together with the two of them on it. And it's, it's, it's a marketing ploy. It's essentially yeah. a marketing ploy. And the thing is, I remember reading, Lil Peep hated Tentacion. Really? Yeah, he did not like him. That's why they never made a song together when he was alive. He did not like him. Uh, and so it's just, so and, there's, and there is a bit in the song where they like, it's like a bridge in the song and then they get this audio clip of like X talking about how he wishes he spoke to Lil Peep when he was alive. And it's just like, it's literally just like trying to milk out this like- Wait a minute. <laughs> how can he say that? No, this was <laughs> Lil Peep, Lil Peep died, Lil Peep passed away first. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I see. And it's just, <laughs> but it's just, it's like, it's literally, it's just milking out. Like, it's literally just milking out, oh my God, like they both passed away, that's so sad. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, but then, so but then, sad. When you see when you see two artists feature on the same song, it kind of gives an, an, an implication that they like each other and that they work yeah. together and they spent a long time. That they collaborate. They co- like, it was a collaboration. Exactly. Yeah. But and doing that is almost immoral. It yeah. is. It's, it's just a collaboration think, between the two producers just, who exactly, wanted to get yeah, money. Exactly. And just going back to the using their names. It's name. going back to the whole. Um, the music essentially being owned by sort of his mum and the label. It's then, mm-hmm. I guess it's then you have that difficulty of, well, yes, you can criticize it. It's just what, I guess it's the extent to how much we could criticize it because it is his mother. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, that's, yeah, that was one like, of the points that I wanted to bring up. Like, who is responsible? Is it the record label? Because often it is because they yeah. will sign a contract to say yeah. Yeah. it is owned by the record label. The record label can do whatever the whatever they want with all the sounds they record yeah. which is similar to what happened to elton john which is why he went batshit crazy yeah um but that's what i was thinking earlier today was like should it be family should it be but then well go on well i think you've got to look at the will if there's no contracts that have like said otherwise because i was thinking like wh- where do the drafts go like obviously he's recorded something he goes you know, I don't want to use this. It's it doesn't fit with what I want to mm. get across in this album. So I'm just gonna put it in drafts and make a new one mm. for this contract. It's owned by the label. Okay, so it's owned by the label. But then, is how how moral or ethical is that to release something that he personally didn't see as good enough for good what enough he for what show. for his name image or yeah, yeah, name yeah. or and I think intention. I think this isn't a this isn't a slate. I think posthumous albums overall because I think there are some posthumous works by artists that are I would say quite acclaimed one of them one of them didn't that happen with Bowie Blackstar yeah but I think Blackstar might be a little bit different in that he he finished and released it days before his death oh okay so I thought it was after I think isn't that the same with the question mark album from no that that was released before he died oh but then there was was a deluxe edition where that I think that's what you're talking about where it had like the tapes yeah I remember he had like an album that released like a couple weeks after he died or something yeah, I think it was the question mark, the deluxe question mark, where it released all his like recordings and stuff. But if you look at it from a from a business standpoint, from like the producers or their like, business, they paid how much did they pay to get him to record like a mm. set of songs for yeah. for their label, and then whilst it yeah they're sad that he's died and they're sympathetic to his family and mm. everyone else, they did pay. Yeah, it's a truck it's, ton of money. Yeah. yeah, it's the idea that these songs probably wouldn't have come into the fruition without the backing exactly. of the label. So it brings into that weird. Exactly. It's yeah. that line. It's a lot of like because like with labels and stuff, mm. it's really it's sort of like what is, what's the word? It's like kind of like a it's a weird topic to talk about because labels, record labels in general, they take so much acclaim to these artists where it sometimes doesn't give them a voice to speak. Even before or after their death, do you get what I mean? The label, mm. yeah, the maybe artist. the label because like I remember, I don't know if this relates, but like I remember, I uh, like I remember with like Death Row Records being like affiliated with Tupac Shakur and the other one with Biggie, uh, yeah. the Notorious B.I.G. They had so much warfare and all. Wait, can you go? Can you bring some context? Yeah. Actually, I don't even know if this relates. No, 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 no continue, continue. This is like a so okay so. Tupac Shakur and Biggie Smalls were two of the biggest names in hip hop in the nineteen the nineties. Okay, they were like the godfathers of hip hop, and they were uh, like actually this may have been after the death, but this is where they started coming into the rap game. Like like 
they were stating their fame and stating their name. But the thing is with Biggie Smalls and Tupac Shakur, both were located in, um, let's see, both were located in the, uh, New York. And they started um, like having like a feud. Yeah, they started like having like conflicts and stuff between the relationships because of like because of just just, just, just per- personal differences. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. personal differences. So that's when uh, Tupac removed. So basically, in New York, I think this may be this is probably wrong, but I do think that Tupac and Biggie were signed to the same album. It was an album. Same I think, label. The same like record label. It was by it was with uh, with um, P Diddy Puff Daddy whatever yeah. whatever yeah and the thing is with that Tupac then moved to California where he created his own record label called Death Row Records and from that they started like they started having fights and they this became like such an East Coast West Coast type of feud that they created and the thing is when they died because no one knows how they died we all know that. Well, we they know both they were, were shot. They, they were both if shot. They die. If they, there's so many conspiracy Cuba. theories on this. Um, Cuba. Cuba. Yeah, and but the thing is, before and after they died, it something just changed. Everyone started viewing them as somewhat of a like god figures in the in the rap game. But the thing is, with that, they may have released a few albums, but it wasn't to the extent that you see like maybe artists now like with XXS X like for Tupac I know specifically for Tupac they released only like one or two albums to sort of pay tribute to his success and maybe where he could have gone in his life and I think it's the same with Biggie so it that sort of brings the question of how does sort of how does the maybe time period how much how does time period uh, like influence think, and but affect it's this because movie. tupac was uh tupac was so influential in hip-hop mm. they he they basically created an entire genre yeah whereas xxx yes kind of he well, kind of created mumble think, rap and that emo rap kind of well okay but it's a, it's it's and I do, uh, I do think that they will be a, a well-known household name even when we're older. Yeah, yeah. And they will be well-known, but it will never be to the to the point where it's um, Biggie Smalls and Tupac I because think it's because they're the pioneers, similar, right? Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the thing with Tupac and Biggie is that they were acclaimed before death. They mm. were so. De- does that take into an influence? Into I'd say. Uh, and I think that the thing about XX, XXX is that. His fame before death is nothing compared to his oh, yeah. fame after death. I yeah. think with with Tupac and Biggie, I think they were they were they were huge names, and it's just their deaths. Yes, they were tragic, but they it it immortalized them. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing is, we would not. I think I'd argue that we would not see they would not be names of such high regard if, if they were yeah. still, which is. Messed up. Yeah, it is. Uh, that yeah. is something like odd to say, but it is somewhat. That's something true. that we always sort of see come out when an artist dies. Like people who are fake fans, or oh, no, no, not no, fake fans, no, but like they weren't really like diehard so fans. The same with Mac Miller as well. Yeah, yeah. they weren't like oh, diehard oh. fans. And with Lil Peep, the, because yeah. I, I think yeah, it's the same yeah, thing yeah. with Lil Peep as well. Good. Yeah, they weren't like diehard fans before they died, but then afterwards, everyone's like. Oh my god, day one fan. He's su- it's such mm. a loss, and obviously it is a loss. But I feel like almost making yourself up or making them up to be like this amazing artist, sort of. Yeah. It it almost in- encourages death amongst artists. No, I like nobody's obviously it, gonna mm, do it, but it no, it, it, I, auto- I it idolizes saying, it. Yeah. No, I it's because I read an article about. It was something that Lana Del Rey said in about 2014 is that she she was having an interview where she talks about sort of the reverence of these people that died young, such as Tupac and Kurt Cobain. And she, I think, I think it's a joke. She's like, oh, I hope I die young. And mm. it's just... I think it's less that they die young, but more that they die in fame. So I, a really, really, really strange comparison here. But JFK got mm. shot while he was in president. He's the only, like, not like historical U.S. president that I remember, Abraham just because his name that, is yeah, now. Yeah, that is true because that's like one of the most like quintessential things you may associate with the United States. With Maybe, United actually, history. That's, exactly. It's, it's so like hard, yeah. it, that you because he was famous when he died, 
it's this it's similar thing with um when you die your Johnson. Exactly, mm, they yeah. died their peak. David Bowie died, um, less so, but he was, no, he was far, far less. So. But I, I, but he still, it, when he died, everyone freaked out because he was still famous. He's still, he was still a household yeah, name. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, and the thing is, is that, I think this, this all brings us into our next point about how I guess we've sort of already gone into it about how art, the artists' deaths, it almost increases their appreciation and exposure to their music. Yeah. And I guess the factors of that will, be, and basically it's the we've already talked about XX yeah. and Pop Smoke and well, Michael Jackson a little. And I think w- we did with the no, no, we didn't. We mentioned him, did we not? And the the thing with um the thing with I th- is that when they it's when they die young and in their peak because I think it's people are fascinated with that idea of what could have been if you get what I mean that there's so much more. Yeah, I I. Wait, so you think that, like, when they're starting to get their, like, kind of their feet into the rap game, or, like, not rap game, but in generalized, like, in, in, in music? It's because yeah. I think it's. What's it? Uh, oh, God, I blanked out. Well, basically, okay, with. It prompts a. The appreciation, a lot of the times, it's not. I think it, uh, it almost transcends their music and more fascination with their life. It's because, like, with X, it's. So people, people feel like they like I like I've seen like comments on like Instagram photos of X, and it's like people are like I miss you. It's like, it's like people. It's it's insane. It was crazy. Like it's people, still it's, it's still, still going. People in our year did it. It's no, like what people you just know him. I don't understand. No, I I I somewhat get what they're where they are coming from. To no, it's, it's a say rapper. you miss it's, you miss their no. music, but no, you miss someone that you know, someone that you had a personal connection okay, yeah. to. It's, you never knew. It's like person, almost like it's the reverence. Existed. It's like they like they were. It's like a, they revere them as yeah. gods, and it's it's terrifying, honestly. It's like it's it's probably coming from a place of sympathy, but it. It does go into reverence a little bit. So what what do you mean by you get them then? No, you seem to be the only person. Well, well, it's not, it's, it's, it's like, I sort of get where they're saying it's because that it's they're pay, they're somewhat paying respects, but mm-hmm. also they they could have had a deep impact I, on them personally. That's what I just thought of actually. Yeah, I because there yeah. there are like two dimensions mm-hmm. to it because they could have had a deep impact because because like we were talking about in the first point with the artist's intention. Mm-hmm. It's like that if they express their or portray their intention correctly, then it can impact people's mm-hmm. lives for the better, mm-hmm, and yeah. you can feel somewhat of a connection with them. Because with X, I somewhat, to an extent, do understand because with a lot of things that he would talk about, maybe not when he first started rapping, but a little bit to maybe a year prior to his during death, during he, his peak when he was alive. Yeah, he would talk about a lot of like personal and emotional mm. issues that could have it did, helped it did help a lot with individuals you know, to yeah. an extent yeah and I feel like that could have transcended yeah. across all other artists mm. who have passed away and I think that actually plays a key bit in why he of all people became so revered mm-hmm. after his death is that his music so it was so often focused on the topic of death and his own the personal depression as well yeah it, it, it was really dark music it was same with Juice World. When he's yeah, yeah. Like, and it's just I think is he still alive? No, he died. No. Oh, he died. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> I followed him. I don't. Okay, him. okay. I didn't but know either. <laughs> god damn it. Okay, basically, it's just it's I guess the con when you it's the context that almost increases the interest in the music. It's that almost knowing that he died seems yeah. it makes these harrowing songs mm. so much more dark. So if we listen. It, <laughs> Again, weird comparison, but Avicii. You listen to a lot of his songs, yeah. and when, um, so Avicii like defined me and Connor's like year eight class together. We Everything. would sit in in uh, Tech LS and and listen oh. to Avicii Ooh. for an hour straight. It was Tech rough. Tech LS. Yeah, What's I know. That's a that's long a time. Long long time. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't get out of that. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd listen to it for hours on end, and we and like. I listen to it now and that's all I think about but it, there's also this sort of underlying thing of like now that I'm older and like now that he's dead I listen to the the lyrics and it's all about living young like living um, well while you're still alive yeah, like, it's like really oof. like experiencing stuff and I think he actually he died on tour didn't he? He committed suicide. Yeah he, he oh I thought it was an OD. No he committed suicide. Oh okay. That sucks man. Well, mm. But he he 
but like a lot of his songs talk about li- like living and then it's dying. A, it's young. In a, yeah, it's, it's a, like it's, night, the nights. You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You interpret things in a, such a different context. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. When, yeah, and it's really sad to listen to actually. Even though mm. his, his songs weren't dark. Yeah, at the I time they come across as very upbeat, mm. and it's just it's that dark undertone that yeah I think you see there. It, it's like it's the emotion that's sort of put into the song, not only from the artist, but it's also like what the the listener gets out of it. Yeah, yeah. And another one of these would be Da Vinci. Mm-hmm. How he was he was he was not a famous artist for most of his life. He sort of started going. Going up in fame. <laughs> so, sorry, we're talking about oh, Leonardo God. da Vinci, the Renaissance oh, artist, God. just to clarify. Da Vinci. Da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, God. If you guys know that meme, you yeah. Da Vinci. Oh my. Um, I'd say, but I'd. But he was like going up in fame near the end of his life in the eighteen eighties, and then. Eighteen eighties. Yeah. That, that was uh, not the end of the Renaissance. Wait, was that? I d- I don't think Leonardo. D- and she was the 1880s maybe. Okay, maybe I read the wrong date. Just throughout Doesn't the matter. Renaissance period when he was. But near, near his death. Like <laughs> you're a couple hundred years off. Bro. <laughs> do you know how many artists I read about like an hour ago? I got the wrong date. I'm okay, sorry. just continue, continue. But then after his death, obviously, now he's one of the most famous artists in the world. It's, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I, um, maybe with the point of. Who were you talking about just before? Um. Yeah, okay, so maybe like with the perspective of Avicii, so what he represented mm-hmm. throughout his art, that... Go on. Continue. Okay. No, okay. The way that... I feel like that can transcend into artists in the... Maybe just visual artists, like for example, Van Gogh. He, He's a good example. Through his... So Vincent Van Gogh, um, I don't know his time period or anything, but like Vincent Van Gogh is one of the most like notable visual artists mm-hmm. that at least I know of. In history. Yeah, and with the thing that... <laughs> Everyone re- knows of Vincent Van Yeah, so with the thing that maybe Avicii represented, yeah. which was happiness mm-hmm. and maybe triumphing in sad times, for yeah, example, yeah, yeah. I feel like that juxtaposes to the era in which Van Gogh li- like lived in. And throughout his creed, like throughout his expression of art, a lot of it was very... like. One would look at it like bef- maybe if he didn't die the way Van Gogh did, it would have changed your perspective of a lot of the art he produced. For example, when you look at maybe the is it the scream? The scream. Mm-hmm. And the a lot scream of is not Van Gogh. What? No, 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 the one in the church. Starry the, Night. The, no, no, no. But yeah, maybe actually, yeah. Starry Night's also a good example. And a lot of the way that he would paint, it looks the scream then? But no, 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 but the, I don't think the scream is Van Gogh. I, th- I, think, I think actually is thinking of the there's one Van Gogh painting which is in a church and there's like a guy screaming in the window. There's somebody no, standing it's in on the, the window. Pier. No, there is. No. Yeah, yeah, it's on the. I think it may be the scream or it doesn't matter. It's just the way that he would paint and the way that he would use a lot of the like of his expression. For example, is it Van Gogh? Oh, um, Edward. No, it's oh, not. It's not. It. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but not. what I find, but like in that, in that sort of way, that is what sort of created somewhat of expressionism. That is a form of expressionist mm. art. Correct. Yeah, and with this, this example that I'm bringing up, it shows that maybe before he, if he, if Van Gogh maybe didn't die the way he, he did, we would have a different perspective of the art he was trying to mm, produce. Yeah. Maybe because with um because I went to the Van Gogh exhibit that was in Hong oh, Kong. Did you? Yeah, I went to that one, and it shows like. Because I may have not known that much about Van Gogh, but when I look at it, it looks somewhat. It looks nice. It looks very like, looks it looks different and it looks pretty nice. But when my my what my aunt was telling me about how what Van Gogh was going through in this time, it was like, whoa! When he cut his ear off in yeah. fashion. Yeah. I think that's pretty. And pretty the th- and that I think that with Van Gogh, I think it's the idea of being more appreciated after death to the extreme, yeah. as in like. No, Van Gogh was nobody. Like so, that's that's li- highlighted. I know it's a bit. Can what I just interject? I was thinking of Van Gogh, not not Vincent. Uh, da Vinci. Not, not Da Vinci. His that his era was eighteen eighties. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So that sorry that was uh, highlighted in um, in a Doctor Who episode of all things. I've watched this. Fan, oh, it was yeah. genuinely yeah. one of the best Doctor Who episodes I've ever watched. It is. That was so sad. He start, they, they take him, I'm presuming everyone knows what Doctor Who is, and they take him uh, to a, they take Van Gogh from where he lived to one of the exhibitions to see 
people like marveling at his artwork and he he had no idea that people would ever care about his art i think a lot of it was just found in like random barns and like yeah. random houses mm. and things and like it, he like i know it's just a, it's dramatized but he like he started crying and crazy and mm. but like this guy was like thoroughly depressed for the majority of his adult life mm. And he was creating these incredible uh, pieces of art, and um, he he would never know of how appreciated he would be. But then that that changes things because if he did, would he would he create the same know? art? Mm. So do you think? Because a lot of art comes from a very very dark place. Yeah. It's similar with comedy actually. A and lot of yeah. a lot of comedy comes from people in a broken home, people who come from rough times. Same thing with rappers as well. Yeah, same with rappers. Mm. So that's what I'm saying, a lot of art. The majority of art, I might even say. Every once in a while in the news, there'll be like Vincent van Gogh painting found in old home and it will go for like $3 million. But it was probably just... It's probably just some random Tuesday night, exactly. Like another example of this would be Robert William Buss, who was a Victorian artist. Um, And it it kind of connects to the the XXX like having a draft and having people like finish it without his intention because this this painting called Dickens Dream was found in some random house and it was by him but it was like half finished because he died whilst painting it mm-hmm. and they decided to leave it unfinished because obviously they, it's hard for another artist mm-hmm. to finish a painting mm-hmm. without doing it so yeah, I don't know what wrong with that. So you, so what you're 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 trying to say is, it would it be? Hey, okay, let's have a little bit of a knowledge question, everyone. Okay. Oh, knowledge. Would it oh, would it be moral for someone to finish a piece of art, or is it, which is more moral to finish the piece of art in the in what they thought of the intention that the, the intentions were, or is it to is it worse to publish something that's not completely finished? I think it depends on the perspective you look at it because from the artist's point of view i reckon i think for me if i if i was painting something and i died i would not want someone to finish it yeah i would want it would you want it to be published no okay i would not i would not want it in the public eye because it wasn't what i wanted it wasn't it it wasn't my it it wasn't i guess my vision of it Mm -hmm. and so i think from that point of view it is immoral to the artist but then, from from the standpoints of I guess, I guess the people in that if it is, if it is celebrate in the way that a Van Gogh was, in that it becomes celebrated in that way I believe it is, you could argue that it is moral in regards to society, in terms of what they, what I guess. I, I don't have any specific examples, but I assume that the influence that Van Gogh's work has had mm. on art today must be exponential. Yeah. And so from, I guess it's, I, it's, it's that weighing up of the things of just, it's the, the morality of Van Gogh the artist versus the, I guess the benefits towards society and the art world. Mm. So I, I have an example actually, so um, of, so there was a, uh, a theater practitioner, but he's not actually—he's not really a theater practitioner. His name's Franz Kafka. Okay, mm-hmm. he was—he is, I think Sorry. now. What's a theater practitioner? It's a—it's a person who practices theater. He's like a director. Oh, yeah, someone, okay. someone like a playwright. Scripts, a play, playwright. A playwright. So okay. Franz, yeah, sorry, I should have said playwright. Franz Kafka was a playwright, and essentially, um, his work—he didn't want to publish any of his work because it was so—it was very sentimental to himself, mm-hmm. and it was very personal to himself. And in that regard, it was he didn't want any of his work to be published. However, after he died, so I don't know if the specific I, person. I yeah. I can basically before he died, he asked his friend to burn everything. Oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah. And he, his friend ignored didn't. it oh, and, and published it. Yeah, and didn't they become like some but of the then, most famous? Yeah, I think then I, became, actually, he might be a novelist, not a playwright. No, no. novella, novella. It's novelist. A, it's a, no, oh, it's a, but it's called novella. Whatever. Okay. okay. It's like it's besides the point. Actually, he, I take drama. No, okay. <laughs> no, but his work, I believe, has become one of like the biggest. It's renowned. Yeah, it's one of the world-renowned like pieces, and like uh, a theater practitioner now, Stephen Burkoff. 
he had created he like produced adaptations to his work for example that of metamorphosis in the penal colony as well as the trial and those have been so influential to the extent that Stephen Burkhoff he one of the world like world of the world famous like theatrical practitioners and playwrights considers metamorphosis one of uh Franz Kafka's works which it like uh, to be one of the greatest plays of all time mm. plays of all time because metamorphosis tells the story of how Franz Kafka felt so isolated mm. from society and that does come from a place of the, uh, like a potentially depression and mm. sadness mm. so my in all of this the one question that I keep thinking is at what point is an art piece finished a piece of uh, screenwriting a especially like something like a painting Photo uh, uh, photographs a bit different because it's so instant mm. um, although it can still be edited um, a song at what point is that finished because it can or everything especially in the arts can always be edited is so uh, what's the name of this piece uh, Dickens dream so we've just had a look at Dickens dream and it actually it I it could I be can, arguable I can, I can put a picture of it on the podcast okay yeah. so it, it it could be arguable that that could, that looks finished. I I would say I would say that's one of the other variables that sort of comes into play, because with XXX and that other playwright guy, they specifically, they specifically like said, I don't want to publish these. Mm. And the same with that. I don't want to use them. Mm. Yeah. No. Franz Kafka. Yeah. 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 Franz Kappa, yeah. But this one, he was painting it whilst he he was still alive. He was in progress, so you don't know if he wanted to exactly. publish it or not. So I think. I'd probably be if so I was an me, artist. I would be quite happy looking at that in an art museum and saying that's a finished piece. And of the art. thing is, it it shows it's you can see the message behind it. It's exactly. this single guy and sitting in a room with a bunch of people sort of floating around. They're probably like mm. him thinking about how lonely he is exactly. or something. But I think the thing with this is that I think it's the unfinishedness of it that is almost the appeal. Yeah, because mm. it's no, it's not only I think the context behind it also helps, but also it's. I don't know, it's fascinating, I think it's fascinating to see how, I guess, how it was being made, if you get what I mean. You yeah, can yeah, see his like, process, those yeah, yeah, intricate, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like, intricate drawings, like, because it's, it like transcends, like, artistic style from the time periods, like, it like, juxtaposes completely, so I feel like... Why, because it's unfinished? I feel, no, because I feel, pers I don't know when the, like, when it was finished, purely, but... It, it, wasn't. it wasn't finished. He it died wasn't. before he finished it. So that's why it's... That's, it, that's what, what it looks that's, like today. Okay, I didn't get it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, thought, I thought that... Do you know that black part? I thought that someone else drew that. No, no, no. no, no. no. So what happened? So that's, that's him planning... Yeah, no. Oh, so, so that's, 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 that's all sketch. Yeah. sketch. Oh, and then okay, he yeah, started painting over the top I of the sketch. That, I get that. So like, the, if somebody was to like finish it, they wouldn't know what colors to put where. Yeah. Exactly. I think in terms of... I think just to go on to the next thing. Um, In terms of the modern day, I think... Mm. A lot of what we see in terms of artists, th that seems to be the cause of artists' deaths, or at least a factor in it, definitely. In the case of, I think, Kurt Cobain and Avicii, is it's, it's the spotlight, I guess. It's the, mm. the way in which... It's because I think with Avicii, that was one of the... I watched, I watched a documentary on Avicii, and essentially it's... He, he made music because he wanted to make music. It yeah, was yeah, just yeah. a joy to him. And then when he... He, he was very socially I think he I believe he was very socially anxious mm. and he hated touring he like despised it but he had to it's because his label it's because that's what his label wanted yeah obliged. it's contractually obliged it's just and that is that is m m quite possibly what must might have factored into why yeah, he committed yeah. suicide is that it's this it's because I believe he just didn't enjoy music or life by the end mm. of it it's just being forced into this yeah. cycle yeah. again and again and mm. again and it's did he go insane on tour mm. yeah. did he release any music after he died like he, did the, he had one posthumous album so which was which was i th believe mostly created by him because actually it was unfinished at when he died mm, it's just which is a, weird because sorry which is weird because he did commit suicide so uh, again was it finished that's a good so, point. We so don't know. to answer your question, I think that it truly depends on what. Ah, actually, because if they die, it, I was I was about to say that it truly depends on the artist's intentions 
Mm. But but that's also very vague. But it really does does depend on the artist. We can intentions. never know, except for yeah. That. We actually we would never be able to know. It's just that they would have to assume. Mm. They would have like what like I feel like maybe the publications would have to assume that this is the direction that he may be going with. So that's why I may want to produce it even mm. more. And so, I I think it's, I think we really I think as a society we really what's the word I think. In term, if you're a celebrity, I think it's scary in that you're very vulnerable to these, I guess, these issues that can, at sometimes tragically lead to suicide. It's just that being put into that spotlight and the scrutiny, especially with, I think, some of the most key, key figures being, sort of Taylor Swift. Because I remember reading, at, at the peak of Taylor Swift's popularity, she had to, like, a, I don't know if this story was real or not, but she. It, the, she had to hide in like suitcases to get out of a hotel. Yeah. Oh, wow. I heard about this. Yeah, and it's yeah. that then with that, and then she also like she had a stalker that like tried to break mm. into her house. It's just this. Like, it's almost like people ups- don't see them as human. They don't. Yeah. It's the same with One Direction. In that, I watched a video on. I watched sort of One Direction crazy fans because I was mm. really bored, and it's just <laughs> Harry Styles walking down the street. And then this girl just grabbing him and like just holding on to him. That's like just they he doesn't know her at all. And it's just mm-hmm. that because they, they listen to his music, they feel that they know that they know, know them yeah. and that they have the right to just like that they yeah. have the right to just be like to just grab them and be like, oh and my people god. People then like, criticize like celebrities for getting angry. Yeah, and so, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, much yeah. to the point where yeah. it's like like do you know you're, there like, is there a are boundary. boundaries exactly. yeah, so so there's the the song Stand by Eminem that's mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. prime example of that although not really it's slightly different because he, it's just letters but the fact that he died because or he went insane because Eminem wouldn't respond back but he didn't cuz he like there was a point in the song where he t- talked about how Eminem said uh like had to leave when yeah. when Stan had waited four hours in the to, rain to like and the cold to, to, to like sign his brother's face, but that, that it was bad. but I, I always know. I always think like well, I mean fair enough like like Eminem was still in the rain and the cold as well like he had to go home at some point he yeah. can't stay there yeah. the whole time otherwise it just won't stop yeah Eminem Eminem I think he explicitly said that this is a message to fans and it's yeah it is it's it's about like a obsessed fan who like yeah, dyes his hair is. to look like Eminem. Like he's gonna name his name his daughter, daughter Bonnie. Yeah, yeah it's like I think sucks. another which is Eminem's daughter. I, s- I saw an example of this. It was a YouTuber who was like at their house and there were like kids like lining up outside mm-hmm. their house and obviously that's your private space. Mm-hmm. If, yeah, you, if you make content for your friends, you don't want them showing up at your door yeah. and harassing yeah, you twenty four seven. Yeah, that happens all the time. It's like yeah. David Dobrik. Yeah, I think I think it might have been a David Dobrik and. There was a mum outside with the kids, yeah. so she'd obviously brought them there. So she's an adult; she should yeah. probably know that's wrong. But she said to the kids, "Don't feel like obliged to leave or anything. You are the reason they're famous, so they have to do this for oh, you. Know? Right. Like they, 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 uh, you deserve this from them." Jesus. And like, I don't get how you get that kind of mindset. Like, sure, if you're oh, a fan, do that. Yeah. But if, like, if surely if you're a fan, if, you should it, respect. Yeah, the that's people. the thing. If you're Stretch, yeah, as well. If you're a real, I think if you, if you're a fan of someone, that implies that you appreciate that not not more than them in terms of an artist, but you've got to appreciate them as a human being, and then yeah. obviously respect the boundaries that they set. Um, I think that sort of dehumanization of uh, artists and 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 famous people in general is changing slightly with people like Louis Capaldi I love that guy <laughs> he's <laughs> such a legend yeah. <laughs> he he's such he's so straight up no he's so not phased by showing his like weird side whereas normally especially now with like YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and uh, artists having their own um, well artists getting much more famous individually before they're signed up to like record labels and contracts where they are then contractually obliged to 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 through things like soundcloud do formal things yeah to th- things like, i don't know how lewis capaldi got famous he, he i don't know i how think he, he was he was album. i think he was a more traditional record label oh okay 
but he so he's got his he runs his own Instagram. He he a lot of his music videos are just shot through his iPhone in his bathroom. <laughs> he he does he appears on like lad bible all the time and I've just seen, is, I, is, I know what video I watch compilations so all the funny. time he's so funny and it, but he's just a normal guy and it's it, even like uh, old old time uh, famous people like Niall Horan is sim- doing a similar thing now that he's uh, an individual artist Harry Styles to an extent um, but Niall Horan is mates with Louis Capaldi and he's starting to become like his, uh, he's becoming more human um, yeah. in the fact that he when he appears on things like um, on panel shows or on mm. this or that he, he does just talk like he's a normal person which then con- uh, not contradicts but then almost reverses that old time like oh my god look at that that celebrity and it's just oh hi Lewis how are you but I feel like mm. that's Type because thing. of media in general and I feel like that sort of like like by like glorifying not glorifying like like you know just like seeing them as like figures that aren't yourself it's because of media I feel like that's also because of maybe talk shows for example it's because so yeah that's what I try to point to uh, Mm. point out is like that old that old school way of becoming famous is go through the label Mm -hmm. jump through the hoops Mm. appear here appear there say this say that say what you're supposed to say yeah. and that's where that dehumanization comes from whereas now that um things like snapchat things like mm. instagram uh, artists are running their own um running their own mm, some some no that well yeah so new artists are running their own uh putting themselves out there rather than the label putting that putting mm. the artist out that's what i was the go- way that they want to that's show. what i was gonna say in that i think before in sort of days before the internet was so prominent in that I think who became famous was very much up to the record label Absolutely. Yeah. they had full yeah. control of it whereas today I think it's more the people because yeah. things like someone like Post Malone mm-hmm. White Iverson was a song that like it became famous off SoundCloud and then from that it's because it's okay like no offence to Post Malone but when you look at Post Malone you do not see Absolutely. super like yeah. pop star like it's just you but, see lunatic bum. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd say I'd say the I'd say the same to an extent with Louis Capaldi. I'd say Yeah, from, so it's yeah. it's a similar deal where And where I think that that is what is so endearing about Louis Capaldi is that Louis Capaldi just looks like a regular yeah, dude yeah, yeah. and acts like it. Yeah. I think one of the best like celebrities I've seen deal with this is probably Billie Eilish. Oh yeah, so Billie Eilish yeah. again. So all three of the mm. artists that we've described, Post Malone, Billie Eilish and Louis Capaldi all became are, Oh, not only did they all become famous off their not off their own back, but sort of, uh, mm. whatever they became the famous on their first yeah in, through the internet. But they're all the way that they act on camera is so just them mm. being themselves mm-hmm. rather than them saying what the label wants them to say. I think one of the main things that really makes or humanizes Billie Eilish, I guess, is the fact that she doesn't really let fans take pictures with her. Yeah, she just says like. If you're a real fan and you, you want to like talk to me or come up to me, just come and have a chat with me. Like yeah. have a conversation. Don't come and scream in my face and get me to sign stuff. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know if you're gonna sell on eBay or something. Yeah. I, another thing she offers is hugs. Yeah, which it's I would a, love to get one. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's just it's. Yeah, I think it's the idea that it's interesting that nowadays artists seem to have so much more of a, come. I'm not saying that they can completely do whatever they want because there's been many examples of artists being trapped in contracts, such as mm. I think Lil Wayne is one of them. What was that album he the, like the Carter Five? Like how many Carter? No, no, no. Okay, well it was like two years ago I think, and basically that was an album that was supposed to come out in 2013, mm-hmm. but he got into a dispute with his label who had the legal rights to the album. And so he was never able to release it until then. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sucks. Yeah, and it's just I think there's there's other examples. Frank Ocean is on a this is I like think of this and I think this is like the greatest finesse in like all of music history. Basically, he had a he had a he had a contract with he had a contract with his label to release one more album. Mm. And obviously he'd only get a small percentage of the royalties. 
and he want he wanted more control over what he was able to release. So what he did was he made he made one album which is called Endless, and it's basically it's a thirty minute like it's a thirty minute um what's the word instrumental. It's a thirty minute instrumental over a video of him building a staircase, and he released it on Apple Music. Like a right. like a wood staircase. Yeah, it's it's really weird, and so but basically that fulfilled his contract obligation of the one album and so he was released from the contract two days later he releases his actual album which is nice. blonde gets full royalties nice. for it and just like a like, quality and he releases it exclusive he released endless exclusively on apple music so apple no matter how good the album of him building a staircase is he gets a huge bonus from releasing from it exclusively music, yeah. to Apple because like, Apple will it's pay like with him. Netflix yeah. as yeah. well because with, it's like with Netflix as and well and so he gets extra cash gets all the royalties to his actual album it's that bang like jeez like yeah. smart man a smart smart man that is very very clever uh, I think we sorry just at last last point that reminds me of the Elton John movie where oh, he yeah. does where Rocky he man. does is he gets locked in a contract locked in a contract and it's there's this whole personal uh, that's he has a very personal old involvement with his, his personal involvement with his manager who then it, which then turns sour because of the contract and the money and mm. he ends with up with he ends up Elton yeah, Rocket Elton John, Rocket yeah. oh there was like um, oh, was about, uh, no, 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 no it's detailing it's, it's detailing his life yeah, 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 you've seen that, the movie right no I haven't but I know about it it's oh, Terry yeah. Edgerton please yeah, you know. yeah. 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 it's a very good movie yeah. uh, I think we need to start wrapping up though yeah um, so today we've talked about um, our personal connection to art we've then talked about I guess how how an artist's death affects the appreciation of the music as well as mm -hmm. I guess the morality of Musical who art. Yeah, and who gets to own the art mm -hmm. and the morality of that, as well as, I guess, how artists, yeah, how artists are treated um, by the public, as well as the importance of an artist's intentions in releasing posthumous mm. work. And then we talked about uh, artists who are alive now and their, uh, how society views them and the morality of So that. just artists mm. in society. The ethics of that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. let us know how, what you thought of the podcast. We really do hope it was super informative last week. We had a couple complaints, you know. Mm. Um, so let us know in the comments what your favorite form of art is and maybe some examples of that. Mm. Yeah? Yes, sure. Okay, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you. Thank you very much. Da Vinci? Da Vinci? Very the platypus.